It's that time again. It's Greek for the week. I'm Chris Palmer. Let's open our Bibles and get right down to the original language, the Greek. God bless you. It is the Greek for the Week podcast, and we're so thankful that you're tuning in today. It's going to be a fantastic episode, and God has a lot for you. And I want to declare, even even before we begin this, that you're going to sense the grace of God come upon your life in a new way to empower you to do things that you never thought that you were able to do because God's God's ultimate supernatural ability and grace is over your life. We have been trying to do things on our own for too long, and today we're going to see that when you're in the will of God, when you're in the purpose of God, it's not you that has to work, it's the Lord that works through you. You have hard work, of course, to play a part about it, but it's ultimately God's grace working through you to accomplish the will of God. And God's greatest generals can tell you that, that when the Spirit of God set them apart and sanctified them for something, he gave them his grace to accomplish it. And we're going to see that today as Paul wrote to his church, the Corinthians, in the first letter of Corinthians, as he was wrapping up the letter in verse uh, 10 of chapter 15, God reveals to us something that I believe will be a great source of comfort for you if you find yourself in a place of your life where you're like, hey, God told me to do this, but it's extremely difficult, it's challenging, how am I going to do this? Don't be concerned. God's grace is more than abundant. We'll see that here. Chapter 10, 1 Corinthians 15 says, Paul tells the church, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. That's something that very significant here. We've talked, and we'll continue to talk about this on Greek for the Week, that in the Greek language, there was really not a word order the way that we have. There was kind of an idea of how you should lay them out, but not a very strict word order, we'll say, um, about how Greek words should be presented. You could kind of put them where you wanted. And sometimes the writers took advantage of that for the sake of emphasis. And Paul does that here by saying, Hyarti de theu emiho emi. Now, the first thing we see here is the word day, okay, which is a post-positive conjunction. That can never go first. There is a rule about that. That means that it always has to take the second position, okay, here. So that goes second. What Paul puts first in, in first position is hyarti, which is grace. Grace. So he wants his audience to know that the very forefront of all of his accomplishments was grace. And of course, the second position goes to day. always has to take that. So it breaks up hyarti theu, but it would technically be, when you read this, the very first thing Paul is putting as the forefront of what he is, is the grace of God. Now, he could have easily wrote it, I am what I am by the grace of God. But he's saying by the grace of God, I am what I am in a, in a structured way of even showing you that he attributed to the grace of God as Now, this word, the double here is emphatic on the fact that Paul actually was something. I mean, this is a really good balance here of Paul acknowledging the fact that he was an apostolic delegate for the Lord. His life, his ministry was marked by miracles. It was marked by signs and wonders. He really worked harder than any of the apostles, is what he later says, um, that he worked harder than the rest of them here in verse 10, 
which the word the construction there means that if you took all the work of the apostles and you added them up, they wouldn't quite equal what Paul was doing. And maybe that's hyperbolic. He was exaggerating, but the point is true. He was really working hard. And it, it wasn't, I mean, it made him something. So he is saying, I, I do have a position, but the, that we can know from here, Paul wasn't falsely humble. I know sometimes as a pastor, people say, Pastor, good sermon. I don't, I don't like to be the one that says, well, did you get something out of it? It's not, if I'm a good pastor, or did you get anything? I'm nothing. I'm just, I don't, I don't, I don't really do that. I just say, thank you. Praise the Lord. You know, um, because, you know, I don't, I'm not trying to walk in a false humility where it's never, rec- you can't accept recognition for anything, like a good sermon. Uh, so we have to acknowledge that, yes, we might be something. You might be a good businessman. You might be a good minister, pastor, uh, whatever it is that you do in profession, a good father, a good mother, and you can receive the credit. But it's acknowledging that I am this way because God's grace has made me this way. So Paul was setting up a discussion about the grace of God. Now, understand this. There are going to be things that God calls you to do in your life that are going to be bigger than you, and they're going to be greater than you. And the good news is God's not expecting you to do it all yourself. He's going to give to you his ability and his power, and it's a matter of receiving that and being confident that that thing is upon your life. And many times, you really can't see it until you look in hindsight and you see how how that thing worked. Now, let's get into this a little bit deeper. He says, and his grace toward me was not in vain, or the word here, vain, kane, is empty. It wasn't, didn't amount, uh, he's saying it didn't add up to nothing. It wasn't zero plus zero or zero times one. There was uh, a fullness in it. And then he says, on the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I. It was not I, which is interesting because he says, uk ego, as in it wasn't me as a person. But Paul introduces right after here another person, quote unquote, that was working with him. And he doesn't say God. He says, Allah e karis tu theu e sun e moi, or but the grace of God that is with me. Now, this is a very interesting statement because Paul here uses the preposition sun, which means with. He's saying that this preposition, with now he could have said ace, which is another preposition. He if he would have said ace, he would have said the grace of God that is in me. He could have said pros, okay, the grace of God upon me, but he didn't say those things. He said the grace of God soon that is with me. Now, you would actually use that preposition if you were referring to a companion that came along with you. You wouldn't say my companion is upon me, because then you would get the idea that the companion, maybe you're giving your companion a piggyback, right? This is what you'd use if he was talking about maybe Barnabas that was with them, maybe Paul or uh, Peter that was with them, maybe the Holy Spirit that was with them. No, 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 no. But he's saying grace that is with me because he wanted his audience to know that it wasn't him, but he had with him another ministerial partner he had with him another assistant that probably when he was considering his ministry seemed so tangible at times that it felt like another person alongside of him that was doing the work, and that is the grace of God. The grace of God 
when you're doing something can be so tangible that it feels like a literal another person is alongside of you making up for whatever deficiency that it is you have. That's the grace of God. It's like an actual person who is there giving you what you need to accomplish the will of God in your life. You are never alone. You have the grace of God. Say amen. And I'll tell you that in my own experience in ministry, I've been in full-time ministry since 2006, and that that 12 years has been divided into different times when I was doing different things, most of which, all of it at times was brand new. Remember I had to do my first hospital visit. Remember I had to do my first funeral. Remember I had to do my first wedding. Remember that I had to do my first missionary trip. Remember that I had to do my first service, my first church service, setting up my first church, setting up my first radio broadcast, doing this, all the things I've done for the first time. And you think to yourself, how in the world am I going to do all this? I have no idea. I only was trained in theology. But yet, there are times where God's grace was there, and it was like I had a helper, and I felt that as a person. I can tell you, um, when I started recognizing what God had called me to do, it was people say to me, Reverend Palmer, how do I, I get this question a lot from young people or people that really come into Christ and want to know the deeper purposes for their life. How do I know I'm called to this, this, or that? And I always say this. Uh, one of the ways is to see, do you have a gifting for it? Do you have something that comes alongside you and empowers you to do that? I mean, if you're called to preach, you're going to be effective in the way you speak. doesn't mean that you're going to be able to tune up and preach with an organ or tune down and make people cry. You don't, that's not necessarily the case. That doesn't necessarily mean good preaching. It means that when you preach, people listen and they are inclined to change. That's the grace of God. Uh, maybe you have a gift... Uh, you know, for administration, and you should have an organized brain, and just things come to you. Maybe you have a gift for media. You know how media works. You know how media changes. Is that empowerment there? And I started to see that I had an international call on my life. It was like, now I'm serious, that I just had, I, I slipped on a suit and was walking in it, and it just wasn't hard. I've had people say, well, you know, how do you stay in airports? And I remember one time I got stuck in it. I was preaching in one country, and I left that country. I had to come back home to preach. The next night, I got stuck in the airport, and and uh, and then I flew all the way home, and I ministered one night, and someone said to me, oh, that must have been miserable. And no, I had fun, actually, being in the airport. It wasn't a bother to me. I was enjoying it. And most people, I don't say most people, but some people can't imagine sleeping in an airport. I find that kind of stuff fun and exciting and adventurous. I don't think that's because it really is fun. It's just because it's a grace on my life. It, doesn't, it really doesn't bother me. I remember one time I was leaving an island that I was preaching on, and, and I got the last plane out before hurricane. I came back to my room where I had been staying for three weeks while I preached on the island, and they were boarding it up, and they were sending me away because I couldn't stay there. And, I had to, and, and to me, I'm enjoying it. I'm having fun. Why? The grace of God. <laughs> the grace of God. I'm not worried. I'm not panicked. This is, this is okay. It's not, it's not going to be a problem. And then when it comes to learning other languages, it's never really been hard for me to assimilate to a culture, to assimilate to a language. It just, I don't know how to explain it other than those times, I just sense that God is with me. The Spirit of God is helping me to do that. That's how tangible the grace of God can be. And guess what? It's not just for Paul, and it's not just for Reverend Palmer and Greek for the week. It is also, it's also available for you to have grace 
as a companion, standing beside you, making you are, or making you be what it is that God that God has called you to be. You have to see that as a, a literal companion. I remember the first time that I did a funeral, uh, and I thought, how, how in the world am I going to comfort these people? They're sad, they're upset, and the funeral that I was doing, it was a murder. The, the young man had been murdered. This is my first funeral. This wasn't an easy one where, you know, uh, I don't say it's all easy, but it would be a lot easier if the person was 95 and lived a good life than it is to do a funeral for someone who'd been killed. But you know something? The grace of God came alongside of you. You really can't prepare for that in Bible school. I mean, you can know what to say maybe, but then then when you're in the moment, it's a little bit different. Yet, it seemed like I just knew, I just knew what to do. And you sense that, and it's there. And today, whatever God is calling you to do, you declare the grace of God. Don't You can say it's in me. It would be incorrect. But say it's with. It is soon. It is with me like a friend. That'll change, that'll change the way you look at things. I know that you know, when you're seeking the will of God, find out what it is that the Spirit of God has told you to do and move towards that. And when you do move towards that, receive, receive by faith the grace of God. And I can tell you at times it's going to, it's going to seem like there's an actual companion that you have because this preposition means, um, refers to something you're in association with, or here's another thing, something you keep company with. I hang out with my friends. They're my company. I go... Uh, we go uh, the whole. We're going with the church, in company with the church. The grace of God goes with me. It keeps its company with me. That should be your confession. I keep company with the grace, the grace of God. And I pray today that whatever it is that you set your hands to do, you feel a tangible asset, grace personified, giving you the things that it is that you need. So when Paul says. By the grace of God, I am what I am. When he goes back here and says, uh, he's saying, it's this person that is making me what I am. I'm leaning upon it. In those times where Paul talked about shipwrecks, the night and the day I spent at sea, I was beaten, I was whipped. Who is alongside of him? The grace of God, helping him to endure those whippings. The, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Who is with him that, that helped him when he was stolen from and he was robbed from and when he was left for dead? The grace of God picked him up. Oh, this is powerful stuff. This can preach. The grace of God gave him uh, healing for his back when he was whipped. The grace of God empowered him. Uh, to continue to, when he's up late at night, the grace of God was what gave him sleep. Everything that Paul needed, that friend, that companion, that was commanded by God when God called Paul, that grace, go be with Paul, stood beside him. And it's with you today. Whatever it is that you're supposed to do, it's with you. Amen? So declare it and confess it. So thank you for listening to this podcast. I really appreciate it. Make sure that if you feel so inclined that you give it a five-star review and declare the grace of God over your life, that it's with you. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support us further, you may visit us on the web at lightoftoday.org. God bless and good studying.